Hi, I'm Tim Tarpley. This is my podcast, Level Up. Over the last several years, I was able to transform my life. I decided to share my journey in hopes of helping other people. So here we go. You got to get ready. I don't know. Um, Okay, guys. Well, here I am with my new friend, Patty Lou. And uh, I just want to welcome everybody. And Patty is with Driven to Peak Consulting. And I can say that so good because I see it right behind her. Um, and and it, it's funny. So, Patty, you just gave me the breakdown of, of what you do, but I'm going to let you just kind of spin it again. Like okay. just for because, I mean, we, you know, you see the name, you see the, the balls behind you, but I'm going to let you now dumb it down for the world. All right. Hi, everybody. Thanks, Tim, for having me on here. Yes, my name is Patty Liu, and I am the owner of Driven to Peak Consulting. I am a sports mental performance coach. I put athletes in the best position to get an athletic scholarship for college and or to go pro by decreasing the pressures related to competitive sports so that they can play freely, which is when they put on their peak performance. And by putting on their peak performance consistently, they put themselves in the best position to get an athletic scholarship for college and or to go pro by using sports psychology and performance coaching techniques. Driven to Peak Consulting is the name of my sports psychology and performance coaching techniques. I have a master's related to performance and sports psychology. It Jeez. does not involve diagnosing and treating mental health illnesses. But you do a little bit, don't you? Don't you diagnose or, you know, meet someone you're like, oh, Lord, that person's crazy. Don't you ever think that a little bit? Well, it's okay. well, so, well um, <laughs> yes, um, to some extent, all athletes have a little bit of that in order to become good, I guess. you have to Yeah, think. you got to be to be. I, I, I really think you have to have. I, I a little bit of crazy to be good. You know what I mean? And I, I, mm-hmm. I have 50, 50 of I'm that good. And I'm that crazy, you know, like whether it becomes the, comes to work or, or training or racing or, you know, whatever, like you gotta be that way. Um, so, and you're, where are you located? You're in, um, I'm in Richmond, Virginia. However, the work I do, I can do virtually. So it doesn't matter where the athlete, the parent of the athlete or the sports coach is at, I can work with them from anywhere because of um, technology. Yeah, yeah. So I got a really dumb question for you. Um, mm-hmm. And you can say there are no dumb questions, but this is yes. legitimately yes, a dumb question. Are. Yes. Yes, there are. Um, so I, I have people reach out to me all the time. And admittedly, I should know this answer. Prior to meeting with this potential client, I was going to look it up. But These people need help with their training and their diet because I think it's a girl is going is a D one athlete or going to be a D one athlete. And I thought, I don't actually think I know what D one means. 
Oh, okay. D1 is Division One college. And those, um, most athletes who um, end up playing professional sports after college, whether or not it's in the United States or overseas, they attend D1 colleges. It's like the... Um, it's like the top-notch um, co colleges where you know the um, the college players you see on TV. They come from D1 schools. Those are big schools with the college athletic scholarships. Ah, uh, okay. See, I figured Google would have told me, but it's better to hear from you. So, um. I'm being instructed. Um, so let me ask you this. It's what's your, so is there a sport that you prefer or like male or female? You know what I mean? Like, is there, uh, um, we, we don't focus on a particular sport. We work with athletes from a variety of sports and male and female athletes. Right. But is there one like you'd be, man, I'd rather have a basketball player or, tennis player you know what I mean like is there one well, that to you yes um, is wired better here's, here's the thing I feel like as soon as I get I say it <laughs> I get myself yeah. into trouble um I'm willing to work with athletes in a variety of sports in all different types of sports how so far I have worked with basketball players I have worked with football players I have worked with softball players so, um, but, if, but you, you mm -hmm. can't be afraid. You can't be afraid. Like, so for instance, mm -hmm. I deal with a lot of triathletes. Triathletes are type A people and mm -hmm. I'm like type Z. So I'm like so laid back and cool and casual. And these people are going crazy about it. They drive me nuts, but I make a living from their craziness. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I've worked with cross country kids. I coach cross country high school kids man, these kids want to run. They don't complain. Like they're like ready to go like that. And that was nice, but they're still kids. You know what I mean? It's like, if I could mm -hmm. figure out how to have that blend, but, and there's nothing wrong with saying, I would love to have a baseball player because they, you know what I mean? Like it's, mm -hmm. I think it's okay to wish. I mean, let's face it. The, the few yeah. hundred people that see this are not going to, you know, cancel us out. So we're good. Yes. Um, yes. Well, growing up, um, what got me into this field, what made me fall in love with sports was basketball, because I watched Michael Jordan of the Chicago Bulls win his fifth and sixth championships on TV. That was my first exposure to um, sports. And from that moment on, I knew I wanted a career related to sports. Yeah, yeah. Fast forward to my teenager years, I saw Tiger Woods play golf, and he made playing golf cool for us young people, and that made me want to try the game. Well, trying the game meant taking golf lessons, and in the process of taking golf lessons, I became aware of athletes' wants, needs, frustrations, and fears. Luckily, I experienced you know, I had that golf teacher provide me that non-judgmental and safe environment to honestly discuss my struggles and him not having the educational background that I have and him doing what I do at a very surface level. It really helped me. So I believe I can really help athletes. Yeah. I mean, I can so, see that. Like, 
I mean, growing up, those were my two sports. And then I also I also watch tennis. Now, do you do anything now? Like, do you run or anything now? Oh, yes, yes. I work out because that allows me to eat what I want. Oh, my God. I was going to bring that up. Yes. Yes. I really, I really miss the uh, workout equipment at the gym, the weight machines, the weights and stuff. Um, Because since COVID, it's been so bad. I haven't gone. I've been working out at home. If the weather's nice, I'll go out and run. If not, I'll use the stairs at home and I'll run the stairs. And I also have dumbbells at home. So okay okay yeah no i was gonna i was gonna i was gonna bring that up later just to to mess with you a little bit about your posts on facebook is always like about a soft drink or chips and i'm like oh, oh girl oh. girl none of that's good but- oh oh um best oh i've been told by my business besties and by my business coach to post lifestyle pics so that they can get to know me and not just believe that entrepreneurs are like aliens, you know, they can yeah, see yeah. me as a real person. Yeah. Well, and I'm like, I'm so re- ridiculous. I, I say I'm healthy, but I'm like now ridiculously healthy. Cause it's like, I'm, I've been plant-based for years. I don't drink oh, alcohol. Wow. I try, try not to have sugar. I have a machine in my kitchen that makes that makes my water cleaner. So I remove chemicals like it's like it's ridiculous. But I'm like, it makes me feel good. Right. And I've like, I was to have any kind of. But it's like it, it scares people like it scares people to go eat with me. And it's funny because even um, Beth and I went out to eat um, and uh-huh. and I'm always feeling like people are guarded, like they can't be themselves when we eat because mm-hmm. I will eat healthier. And I think they feel like they're being judged by me a little bit. Right. Oh, interesting. Very if I, if I do judge it's, it's in my own head, it's privately. No, I'm kidding. Um, but it's like, that's, that's what makes me feel good. And I get it. I mean, you're in your thirties and it's like, if you can do it, go for it. But I know in my fifties, those, those little, uh, indulgence won't, won't fly with me, but, um, yeah, I've learned so so you know kind of going back to what you do. I learned years ago that that a lot of people don't have a problem exercising and killing themselves, but like their brain is the why they go off this direction or that direction, like how they're wired or how they were taught as a young kid was the problem and and a lot of times it is you know, it's it's it, when people figure out why they do what they do it releases all that stuff. And so it's really, I don't even know. I've been doing this for so long. I don't, I've never purposely plagiarized someone. Right. But I don't know if I heard, you know, 10% here, 10% here. And I put all this stuff together to make one, you know, hundred percent. Right. But I, so what I do with my clients, cause especially the ones that are, that can be a mess, like there's people that are a, a mess and, and I'm like, I make them go back into their childhood and find that thing that was traumatic and we'll either talk about it while we're walking or find out what that means to them. And once they figure out what that means, it's gone. Like it then changes everything about them. And, you know, that that's to me is so rewarding, but it's like, you know, these people that want to be people for me, that, that, that drive me crazy are the ones that want to be that one person at work 
who's training for a triathlon, but they're really not, you know, they just want to talk about training for a triathlon and buy all the stuff. And it shows them in the race that they didn't train, you know, it's like, oh wow, there's people, wow. there's, there's, there's adults like that, but you know, it's just, um, and it's just really interesting when you get down to why we do what we do. And, you know, I, I've, um, I had a problem many years ago with swimming. It was like my second year in triathlon and I would just panic in the water. And it was like, what is happening? I, I really couldn't get over this. I heard a hypnotist on the radio and I called her up and it was something like, I don't know, five, $600 or $400 for seven sessions. And she hypnotized me and I'm like, it fixed it. Like it fixed it and it fixed it quick. But then it's like, well, we still have three sessions. What do we do? And I'm like, well, I can't swallow pills. So she like, she fixed that. Like, it was amazing how she was able to go in and kind of clean out the junk and rewire the, the good stuff. Right. And I was like, I was blown away. And, um, but it forever changed me. And that's where I'm like, you know, and I say all the time, you know, like if you're happy, if you're sad, if you're, if you're good, whatever, like it all starts in here. And, and so many people don't believe in themselves and, and especially the younger kids, you know, like there's always that age where like my son is 16, my daughter's 19. It's one of those things I might be better at sports at them right now, but eventually they're going to be up here. However, mentally, I'm still going to be able to take them. And it's that moment when you realize as, as a young adult that, wait a minute, I can beat this old guy because I'm younger, faster, stronger, but you get psyched out by the whole situation. I think once you like these young athletes that are champions, they're able to override that at a young age. Like they don't know no limits, you know, and that's huge. Yeah. So if you're able to do that, you know, kudos to you. Well, I think um, as uh, what gets athletes in trouble is that when they're young, you know, they have this dream, I want to get an athletic scholarship for college and or I want to go pro. And no matter how crazy or, you know, how crazy the idea was, they believe that they can do it. However, when they as they continue to get older, you know, that belief decreases, you know, they're easily influenced by what people say and do and as a result they don't believe in themselves the self-doubt creeps in quickly and they start limiting themselves mm -hmm. so let me ask you this so how do you like i don't even know if you this is something you can answer but how do you what do you do when you see that that pattern starting to begin what do you do to kind of change it all right, I'll, I'll first be like, okay, tell me how you originally got involved in sports. This is kind of sort of um, what I do in my first session with athletes. I want to get to know them as a person. I want to focus on really establishing trust. And I want them to tell me how they originally got involved in sports, what they love about it, and what are their strengths. Because what gets athletes in trouble is that they're so focused on their weakness that or their poor performance in one game that they forget about their strengths or what yeah. they love most about their sport. As yeah, yeah. I, I could see that. Um, I just had something. I, but yeah, I, I've had so many times where people 
like they let their past performance or their past race or whatever, something goes wrong in training become now what's going to happen again. Right. And, and I I had this girl in in marathon and, you know, like she knew her stuff, great physical condition. She was a nutritionist. So she had everything dialed in, but for some reason at mile 16, the wheels would always fall off in a marathon. I was like, all right, well then the wheels are going to fall off again. Just accept it. Don't fight it. And we just like talked it through and okay, when they fall, what are we going to do prior to, so maybe they'll stay on a little longer. And we just talked it out like, all right, it's going to go, go bad quick and you'll move on. And it never did. Like just by accepting that it's going to happen, not that it could happen. All right. It's going to happen. We're going to correct. You know what I mean? Like just by addressing it, it went away. And I thought, whoa, I got to do that for myself, you know? Yeah, so mile 16 is the obstacle. We need to work past that and keep yeah. going, not just stop when something goes wrong, when the wheels st- start falling off, work through it. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's, it's just like, I mean, I think that's where, you know, like so many people, they just don't believe in their themselves. And, and for some reason, I, I still don't know why, but I've always believed more. I've always believed in myself than more than any human should ever be able to. I've always felt like I could handle more pain than everybody else. Like I can always just take it. And if it's like, you know, the you know, example is like, if we're both on a bike together side by side and I'm tired, I'm hurting. But if I look over and I think you're hurting, then I'm good. Like I can just clear the slate and just block it out a little bit longer till you tap out. Like I can just suck it up like that. Now, that's not always good because when I was, you know, when I, when I got out of the military, I was going to play pro football. Well, no one told me that I was 5'10 and, and that should not be a realistic goal, right? Like there was, I was the smallest person out there, you know what I mean? Like it was, but everybody yeah. just let me go with this goal and support it. And I was like, that's kind of the other side. There was too much belief and there's too much of this, but I didn't have the tools. Like I was not big enough to actually go further than two weeks, you know, in pro football. Right. But it also hurts. I was so small. But it's like, it's, you know, I don't even know where that came from. It wasn't like it was just, you know, I I was never pressured to do any sports. It was like my parents just said, oh, you want to do that? Okay. And that's the way it was. But yeah. Um, So, 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 gosh, I just have so many, like, I'm just, I have so many questions. And then it's just, um, so what time, what, so we talked about this before we started this. Um, What time you go to bed every night? Wow. Oh my gosh. You wouldn't want to know because, um, by the time I go to bed, it's um, most of the time it's like one in the morning, um, entrepreneurship. Um, yes, I take care of the busy work at night. Okay. And what time you get up? Um, probably like nine, 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 around nine, nine thirty, depending on if I have appointments, if not 10. So what's the earliest you set an appointment for? Nine o'clock. Oh my, you got, you, yeah, that again, I think that's in, in your thirties, you know, yeah. I, uh, what's well, funny. I, so you, you joke that I had this label. I go to bed really early yeah. and I get up really early Yeah. And, and Jenny was wrong. Cause I do stay up a little later than that, but I get up three forty-five, four 4 o'clock every day. 
And, and here is why is, you know, like, um, I, I, I had this point in my life where I was kind of stalled out or stagnant. And I was like, you know what, if I need to be up here where I want to be, I got to change some things. And I looked at everybody's successful. What do they do? Right. They all meditate. They all okay. get up early. I was okay. like, Roger that I'm doing that. So I started doing that. And now people are like, what do you do? And I'm like, I do whatever I want, but I have like, I have a lot of stuff to do. So I do it, you know, in the mornings, like you take care of your business stuff in the, in the evenings, I get it done before everyone else is awake, you know, like it's, and, and I think it's one of those things too, but also, you know, so if I have an appointment at six, I get uh -huh. up two hours before. So if I have to be somewhere at five, I get up at three. If I'd be somewhere, you know, if, so it's like, that's how I base my day. And then that depends if I have time in the middle. So I used to have to be downtown, which is only five miles at 6 AM, which meant I got up at four to start my day, which meant I would get up at three 30 to meditate and really start my day. Now that's literally like almost the time you're going to bed. I'm getting right up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, yeah. Yeah. If we were roommates, we'd never see each other, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. We'd be in that. I mean, yes. Uh, you, I mean, I hear about the 5 a.m. club and I'm like, yeah. and I'm like the 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. is hard enough. Forget the 5 a.m. Yeah. You're like a banker with hours, you know, they open at nine, close at five. Well, have you, have you, so I listened to that book, the 5 a.m. club. Did you, have you heard that book or read I've it? I've heard of it. I haven't read it though. It's a really good story. I loved it. The only thing is, it's not true. The guy made up the characters, made up the story. I'm like, oh, I can't even like. It's not like this oh. whole factual tale. Oh. It's kind of weird, but it's oh. a good. It's it's good. I mean, but I was a little disappointed in it, you know. But um, so now, do you follow a lot of people like online and stuff? Like, like I'm a YouTube guy. I watch YouTube. This will be on YouTube. But like I, you know, I love Jim Quick. I love um, Grant Cardone. Like there's so many people like that that I just follow on a regular basis. And it's more like what I feel like watching or listening to today. You know what I mean? I like, kind of cycle it all back through. But is there yes. anybody that you um, you just like love? I, I um, before meeting my business coach, I actually did um, listen to um, Maria Fortilio. Yeah, lot, yeah, I love her. But yes. Um, yes. And I saw her evolution. Yes. But um, now that I've met my business coach, I listen to her YouTube videos. Um, sometimes, like at night, I'll watch a video here or two. You know, um, I watch yeah. my business besties and their videos on YouTube to support them. Okay. I'll. So business besties, are they like, is that the name of their, their thing? Or are they like your besties? You know, they're like my business besties. Yes. We've okay, developed okay. a friendship. We've developed okay. friendship. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, I didn't know, you know, I'm an older guy. Yeah. I don't know these, these, these young hip things. Um, well, yeah, it's like, and who's your business coach? Who do you use? Um, Haley Gray. Um, okay. Okay. She's well known in the Facebook world. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, it's like, and I think um, 
Yeah. Like, I, I mean, everybody here listening knows most people are friends with Jenny and they know Jenny and yes, you know, yes. it's like we're, yes. Jenny and I are just like, we're just, we've done so many things over the years that now we're just like, we're connected and, and I will have, I will actually have to stop and tell her and go, you know, Jenny, you can actually yell at me to do this. Like if I forget something, you can be more forceful with me. Like, don't be so gentle. Like that's I'm okay not with her it. style to yell. I know Jenny. We're friends too. We're very good friends. Um, that's not her style. But I told her yesterday, I was like, God, why are you yelling at me right now? She's like, Was I? I'm like, no. Um, uh, yes, that's not her style. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just it, and that's the thing, is you know, it's just like with any coach. Like I've got athletes that have been training with me forever and personal training clients that have been with me for eight, nine years. And it's that relationship, you know, it's that, it's that thing. And I think it's like, even, even this young person that, that wants to talk to me, the deal is I'm, I'm not going to do, I could probably do a lot of stuff virtually, but they're in town. And, and number two is I want to go to the house and see what's going on in their, their, their environment before I just go, yeah, I can help you eat this train like that. You know what I mean? I got to see the other stuff. I don't like it when parents are pushing their their kids to be better, better, better. And I'm like, no, because what if the kid didn't want to do it? You know, like that's, that's my deal. And I've seen it a lot, but. Yes, there's, um, yes. Uh, what I see a lot is the difference in goals between parents and kids and how sometimes the kids don't want to pursue that D1 scholarship when they have the talent because they're afraid of letting their parents down if they don't get to professional sports level. Yeah, yeah. So what's the youngest person you would, what's your limit on the bottom end that you would work with? I haven't. I haven't said this is like the youngest athlete I'll work with, but so far the youngest has been a 10 year old. I haven't, okay. I haven't worked with young athletes enough to say this is my cutoff point, but the youngest one that I've had so far is 10 years old. Well, and one thing I've noticed too, is if you, cause I used to always jokingly say that my, my age cutoff at the top was 65, but then sure enough, that made those people that were 65 stay around longer. And I'm like, all right, now it's 67. You know, like I jokingly kept having to raise the ceiling. Now my oldest is in their seventies. So it's like, okay. Oh, wow. Wow. It, 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 so if you're like, okay, nobody under 10, I promise you tomorrow, you're going to have nine-year-olds at your door. You know what I mean? Like it never fails. Uh -huh. You put it out there to the universe. They go, are you sure? And you know, it okay. happens that way. But this cat, this cat just attacks me. Sleeps all day. As soon as I turn this on, it's go time. Oh. Um, so I don't know what else you want to talk about. Like this is just, you know. Okay. Yes. You and me. Um, yes. I want people to know. Yes. Um, yes. It it doesn't matter if it's in season or not, or if COVID has temporarily put sports on hold or if your child is performing well, uh, your child can still use my help to improve their athletic performance. 
and increase their chances to get an athletic scholarship for college because I know that um, the objections that I get is sports is not in season. COVID has temporarily put sports on hold. My child is performing well or my child is injured. We can also help them get through the rehab process think about what they can do right now with their current injury, what can they work on, and think about what they want to accomplish when they get back on the court and overcome fear of re-injury. We can prevent overtraining, we can prevent burnout, and the earlier the the athlete works with me, the better, because we can break those bad habits back bad routines when they are young. And then when it gets um, more intense, their life gets busier with more homework as they get older. They know how to balance school and sports better because a common complaint is that um, their kid has trouble balancing school and sports because by the time they get, they get home, it's really late at night and then they still have to do their homework. Making some tweaks here and there can give them a little bit more sleep. Yeah, yeah. And that, I mean, I mean, sleep is vital. I, I yes, know what I'm, yeah. I'm a little short. It's not a good day for me, but it's not a bad day, right? But so, so let me ask you this. So that little, let's just call it a commercial, your little thing you just did, right? Like your, your, your spiel that you can just naturally go into in the perfect world, if we took that clip, send it to your most ideal audience, who would that be? Like, where would I send oh, this for right now? You know what oh, I mean? okay. Yes. It'll be um, athletes aiming for a D1 athletic scholarship or those um, D1 athletes aiming to go pro. Yeah. So would it be, but like, it's like around here, we've okay. got private schools, we've got public schools. Do you think private schools are more are more into your kind of service? Or do you think it's it's even across the board? You know, um, I think private schools, those kids with the parents have more of, you know, have more money and they could potentially afford me versus public schools. I'm not saying the public schools can't afford me, but um, the thing um, the objection we get from public schools is the budget. And I'm like, I'm not asking you all to hire me. I'm saying this is something that parents can pay for on, they, on their own if they know about it. Even if it's private school, it'll be the same way. Yeah. This is something that parents pay for with their own money. It's not the school paying for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Um, and, and I mean, I totally get it, but... So me, but like, so, so were you nervous about this at all? This, this, uh, no, I've done so many of them. It's really, it's, yes. Yes. Well, and it's just like, um, like, and I've done so much of this, like, like you said earlier, I'm old enough to be your dad. Um, I've done so much of the speaking and, and I know my spiel, like, it's just like another language. I just spit it out and don't even know I'm in my in that zone, you know, but yeah, it's like, I, I always get, I guess I used to get nervous and all that. And now I'm like, no, you just gotta be you. 
And I'm like, you know, wearing the t-shirt I've been wearing all day. Whereas before I'd make sure I oh shave. Like it's just, you gotta be authentic and not be afraid to be vulnerable. But, um, and so, and you know, I'm in Texas, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, and I'm just trying to think what, what other stuff we should talk about. I mean, I don't um, know. Yes. Um, with, um, parents in travel ball, I, I'm not sure that they're, they know that their travel ball program is not comprehensive, meaning that most travel ball companies, travel ball companies, and in the basketball world, they're called AAU companies. They don't normally have someone like me on staff. They have a sports coach and they have strength and conditioning and personal trainers, but they don't have someone such as myself on travel ball. So it's not just as simple as I, you sign your kid up for travel ball, you have access to me because most travel ball companies don't have someone like me on staff. And, and in the sports world, um, from people that I've talked with, they don't even know that I exist, even though we've been around a long time. So, okay. So hold on two things. Like you just said travel ball. I did not know what that meant until you just said, oh, sports teams that travel like that. But then, and then the second part of that is like, that just hit me more on like your ideal audience would be because, because I just now remembered this. Uh, this girl ran cross country, small town, and the coach felt like it, she was having a mental barrier and blah, blah, blah. And I just, I just didn't have any time to talk to her. I know the kid. I've known her since she was a little kid. And it's one of those things. So it seems like the coaches need to know about you so that yes. then you could be referred that way. Yes. And parents also need to see me as an investment in their child's future, like they yeah. do with the other investments that they make, like they invest in the equipment, they invest in travel ball, they invest, you know, in their traditional um, um, school schools, they they view those as investments. However, when it comes to a professional such as myself, they see it as more money that they have to pay and they don't want to pay it. And talking with um, sports organizations that offer travel ball, the feedback that I get is they expect it to be included since travel ball is already expensive. However, they don't know that it doesn't include someone such as myself, like I mentioned earlier. And Travel Ball is basically an organization that parents enroll their children in to get more exposure for college athletic scholarships. Yeah, yeah. Um, so now, and I'm, I'm kind of all over the place. And I mean, I'm not all, all over the place. I just keep thinking of other things. But so like to me, because I've played every every ball sport there is, right? Like it's just came natural to me, no big deal. And what's funny is most endurance athletes have no eye-hand coordination, right? So if if the, another triathlete is 20 feet away, they couldn't hit me with a ball if they tried, right? Like they don't have that coordination. That's why they became endurance athletes. But I'm the, I'm, I'm the other end of that spectrum. But if, but I found 
like football, basketball, things like that. There's nothing mental about it for me. It was fine, but I could see where golf was way more challenging mentally. Like don't hit too hard. Like, you know what I mean? Don't choke all of those things. Do you think it's about the same? Like if you have, you know, like same, like one person doing multiple sports, do you think there's one sport that's more challenging than others? Well, I, you ask this questions to multiple people, you'll get um, multiple different answers. And it's a very opinionated question. I've had a parent t tell me that pool and golf are um, the most mental sports that there is. Um, you said pool? Pool. Yeah, pool. Like, like, yes. pool, pool, like. Yeah, that involves a pool table and a stage. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Yes, and in golf, so it's a very opinionated question. I feel I feel like all sports has a mental component. It, however, they don't parents, athletes, and sports coaches they don't view hiring someone myself as like an automatic thing to do. Versus parents know that it's like automatic for them to hire an extra sports coach to help their kid with with this skill. They hire a personal trainer or a strength and conditioning coach to help their kids with their body or hire a nutritionist, but they don't see it as part of the norm, so to speak, to hire someone such as myself to help them improve their athletic performance from the mental side. When I think that's, but that's kind of the big, the, the, the big shift in the world too right now is your mental health in the brain. Like it's, if you don't, if you're not good up here, it's not going to get to here, you know, it's not going to make it to your hand. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I mean, I can see where now it's a whole nother people are, are more awakened to it, you know, but, um, okay. Okay. So I just, I just went blank. I was too busy listening to you. Um, um, it was funny cause adults, I mean, some adults that maybe they've had a altercation, like crash on their bike or they, um, are terrified to get back on their bike or they don't haven't ridden much and they're worried about crashing, but a majority of adults are panicked, scared to death of the water and swimming a long distance, right? Especially deeper water. And, oh. and it's funny. I like have to tell them no one has ever forgotten to breathe. Like they're so worried about getting their next, next breath while they're swimming, but no one's actually forgotten to breathe and then just, you know, died because they were swimming and just didn't breathe. Right. Never happened. But it's funny. I feel like I'm a little more forward and direct with, with my clients than you are. I think you're more gentle. Like Jenny, you're just softer and kinder with it. But I'm like, no, nah, just do it. You know? Uh, well, it also depends on the age group that I work with. I wouldn't talk to a 10 year old or a 12 year old <laughs> or a college athlete the same way. Right, right. Because if they're all different age groups, it's different um, to um, match each one's personality. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so, so should we talk about your, your poor food choices and your, your soft drinks that you post on? Should we, should we make oh, this an intervention oh, oh, about that? that? 
Oh, I when I do that junk food type stuff, I don't even um I you know the serving size at the back of those labels, I yeah. eat less. Even though it looks like I eat more, I eat less than the recommended serve serving size. So wow. yes. Is that on purpose? Do you try to do you try to no, Limit it's not on purpose. It's just natural. I mean, this dessert, it hasn't. Um, here's the thing, funny thing growing up. I didn't know that um dessert was not part of my normal cultural normal culture until I got much older. And then when I I, you know, when you go to school and you learn that, you know, dessert was part of the American culture, and then I come home and I ask you know, parents, what's for dessert? And then they always answer ice cream, just to know that when you get older, that dessert is not really part of our culture, you know, growing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, and I've never really had a thing for sweets, you know, but um, so let me ask you this, this is totally, you know, like, I'm, I'm just more trying to get to know you, right? So when you're not working, you're not doing stuff like what do you, you watch TV, right? Yes. So what's your go-to, what what's your go-to shows you watch or you binge watch or your favorite, oh, you know what I mean? Yes. Um, yes. I watch sports. Now it's NBA season. I watch that. Um, when Tiger Woods is playing, I watch golf. Yes. Well, even when he's not playing, I'll still watch some. Yes. I miss seeing him out on the golf course. Yes. I watch um, the NBA. I watch a little Yes, I watch some of some tennis. Um, but what about non-sports? You watching non-sports TV? Non-sports, I I still love cartoons. Okay, what's your favorite yeah. cartoon? Um, growing up, it was Rocket Power, Hey Arnold. They still have those on replays. Yeah, yeah. So you still go back to that? Y yes, every once in a while. Yes. All right. All I right. feel like um, classic classic cartoons are better than the modern day cartoons yeah and i couldn't even tell you what cartoon wise is on but it's so funny like i will I, I watch a lot of youtube stuff like i will just go down that watch a podcast on youtube things like that but i will um i don't even i don't know that i do a lot of netflix stuff so much as i'll even just put on friends and just like go through the whole season of friends like every day for a while you know what i mean like it's just i don't need i get i do it more to distract myself i guess but yeah i mean who's got time for tv right um okay so okay so you don't have cable no i don't have like cable cable i mean i i cut it out years ago so i have like hbo max everything's on youtube hulu like i've got all those things but oh. Oh, oh, like, yeah, everything, everything that you used to have on cable is now on all the apps on all the device. You know what I mean? Like it's, you don't need it. So yeah, I, uh, I, I've been doing a lot of Hulu, which I saw this, this show and I don't even need to go into it. It was amazing, but there's a show on, on HBO max. Nope. It's on discovery plus, and this show I remember I was telling Jenny about it. It changed my life. And it was just something simple like, okay, do that then. And I did that. It was just, it changed my business. It changed my life. But the show is called Undercover Billionaire. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
there's two seasons and the first season it's one guy the second season it's two females and a guy but the premise is they they take a billionaire they give him a fake identity they take him somewhere he's never been a city he's never been to so this first season they take this guy and drop him in erie pennsylvania he he doesn't know anyone has a cell phone with no contacts fake identity $100 cash and like an old truck. And the goal is to raise or build a company worth $1 million in 90 days. And these people do it. And you're just like, wow, what a waste of life I am. If I've got all this stuff and I can't do it, they have nothing, no place to live. Like $100 is if they want to get a hotel, that's their hotel, that's their food. Like that's everything. Any gas metal truck, it comes out of that, right? And they, I mean, it's amazing. You see what these people are able, able to do. You're like, wow, it's the way they think. It's not their resources because they have none. And so, you know, it's just like, it's amazing. But then season two, three people are very successful and they do it in 2020 during COVID. You're just like, wow. And one's in like Colorado, one's in, you know, Oregon, one's in California. Like it's, they're all spread out around the country, but it's like, yeah, all these people complaining about not making money or not having a job and during COVID, these three people built million dollar businesses during that time. It's just like, wow. It, it's just like, I get goosebumps when I talk about it, but it's, it's inspiring to know that it's the way you think, not what you have. And, and they just want to, you know, show that it, the American dream is still alive. You can work hard and get what you need. You know, it's just a really good take on the whole, whole situation. But yeah, I recommend that to everybody as far as, especially entrepreneurs, because a lot of times we end up doing the same stuff over and over and you got to change it up. Like it's easy to get beat down and not realize that the sky's the limit, you know? So mm-hmm. anyway, well, um, I think that's it. I mean, we've gone about 45 minutes here. This is a, a good long one. And and I kept my my kitten at bay. So we're good. Um, yeah, I uh I'll put all your like you can send me your contact stuff and I'll drop it in the the link, okay. but this will probably be you know out next week on YouTube and Spotify and all those places people find it. But yeah, um, I mean that's that's it, I guess. Unless you got anything else you want to add real quick. I don't know. Yes. Um, um, I always get the question, you know, what do I work with athletes on? Um, here, I'll, I'll tell you that um, the pressure to win, the pressure to balance school and sports, the pressure to get an athletic scholarship for college, the pressure to meet your parents' expectations, motivation, confidence, self-doubt, nerves, performance anxiety, preventing injury, overtraining, burnout are some examples. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, I mean, I hope you at least get questions out of this and I hope, you know, people can, you know, judge you on your food. I don't know, but, um, anyway. Okay. All right, guys. Well, that's it for this one. And, uh, I'll see y'all later. Bye. Thanks everyone.